Yes, yes, people, welcome back to the Interstellar Audio Podcast. This time around, I'm joined by none other than Ruckus. We're going to be talking about upcoming releases, all things D&B, diving a little bit into Ruckus's history and music, and the man behind the scenes, Adrian. So, first of all, Adrian, nice to meet you, man. Thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? No problem. I'm really good, thank you. Ace, really good. Ace. So, um, yeah, like let's get some let's get some fundamentals out of the way first, right? Like, tell me where you're from, where you're about. We, we live pretty close together, right? We both live in Derbyshire. So, um, you lived there long? Has that been your home forever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Born, bred um, in Derby. Um, my parents originally come from Ireland. Um, I did move there very briefly, um, just prior to starting school. But um, my mum decided she wanted me to go to school back over here. So I kind of escaped growing up with the Irish accent. No, <laughs> well, I did so... have a marginal one. <laughs> I did have a marginal one as a child. Uh, yeah, but my, my friend, my best friend Elliot, he kind of bullied it out of me. <laughs> oh, nice. I would never know that about you, man. Fair enough. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Do your families live over there then? Do you visit there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm first generation here, um, so it's just me and my parents, my brother, um, and I've got a cousin and auntie over here as well, but everyone else is still over in Ireland. Wicked, wicked. My missus really wants to go to Ireland, so I'm hoping we get over there soon. It looks pretty cool. It's pretty it's cool. Wicked. Yeah, it's lovely place. Yeah, man. Wicked. So, um, yeah, I said we're going to talk about your journey in music and so on and so forth, but let's get some business out of the way first, right? Um, of course, I've been shouting about it for months now, but Interstellar Audio's first official release is, is by yourself, and absolute thanks to you for being on board, mate, jumping on board right from the start. Uh, mad enthusiasm, mad encouragement. It, to be fair, it probably wouldn't have got to this point if it wasn't for your kind of like, yes, this is a good idea, you can make it work, let's do it. So. Uh, personally for me cheers for that mate it's appreciated um okay. and of course sorry go ahead mate go ahead no no i'm just saying it's, it's a pleasure mate it's, it's it's been a really really good process to be fair. and um it kind of got me out of the rut i've had like a big musical rut lately and uh having that bit of deadline kind of just helped me get over that a little bit so yeah yeah thank you wicked. as well <laughs> wicked i love something that's mutual like that that's awesome good to hear it so um, yeah, ISA 001 comes out on Friday the 27th of January, which as we speak is upcoming Friday. Um, when listeners are listening to this, it could be soon, could be in the past, but either way, um, you have come forth with two absolute stonkers. Uh, at one point, the working title for the release was going to be the, the effing stonkers EP, and you absolutely delivered on that. So nice one. Uh, these two tunes, we got You Know Better and Wrongdoing. I'm going to play them. And then uh, as they as the first one plays, we'll let it drop and then come in and tell us a little bit about how it came together if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Fingers crossed all my technicals work. Here we go. <laughs> so this is the first track from the release. This is called You Know Better by Ruckus out on Friday the 27th. You can get it on Beatport and listen to it on Spotify. And it'll be on full release on all platforms two weeks after that, February the 10th. Just let this one play for a minute.
go. There you go. Absolute stonker. As I said, it was going to be. You absolutely delivered on that, man. What a classic tune. Can't wait for people to hear that in full. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me about how that came together, bro. Um, well, the vocals, um, they're something that I've had for ages and I've wanted to use them for a long, long time. They're actually like, they're about 130 BPM. So, um, kind of when, yeah, yeah. So when you stretch them and like, I like to do a lot of layers of pitch, it's kind of give that like cool harmonic. So I based the whole track around that. And the wow, wow, I started making kind of like a dubstep brand tune and I used that as the baseline like a year ago and never finished it. So and then I've got the idea, you know what, I'm just going to have like a mad switch in this. Like I love tracks that kind of start off one way and then take you in a different direction. You know what I mean? Kind of, that's what I wanted anyway, to, to kind of like what happened here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I stole that bass line. Um, and at first the drums were really basic, like they weren't as scatty as they are now. Um, they were just like a, a like a two-step kick snare pattern. Um, but yeah, so I just layered like a load of different chops of breaks. And in um, FL Studio, there's like this glitch plugin um, that I use a lot on drums to get those kind of snare stutters and stuff. So yeah, I just kind of rolled with it, to be honest. Like, I didn't have a plan. So this bit here, where it switches back to the kind of original, that came about as a bit of a fluke. I was just playing around and I was like, oh, this, this flows really nice. So I was just going to have it be like grimy drop and then break back down. But then I thought I'd do two sections, you know, and then break it down after that. So yeah, it just, it's one of those that I started it with the vocal with no direction and it just fell into place really well. That's wicked. Which Proper was good because I was getting really, yeah. Yeah, 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 because I was really frustrated at the time. I just wasn't making anything. Every time I sat down to do something, it was just like, oh, you know, there's too much pressure on it. But that, it just flowed. And yeah, yeah, it was like you say, it was, it was like an organic process to make it. It was good. I enjoyed that tune. Oh, mate, I'm relieved to hear you say it just flowed because I know that I was kind of badgering you a little bit because it was getting, we were getting a little bit close to time, weren't we? And I was like, oh, no, man, I need it by the weekend. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I've got this, I've got this. And you, mate, you just absolutely delivered. It's an absolutely banging tune right there. So um, thank you very much for that one. Really love that. Really love that. Let's uh, neatly segue into the second track, shall we? So good, good pair of tunes. Got a nice vibe together, they work really well together. Same routine, we'll let this one play and then we'll talk about it. This is Wrongdoing. It's not fair to call it the B-side, but it's track two on the release. Here we go. Always come back when I miss you. 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 Come back when I miss you. Every time you're gone. Every time I do you wrong. I always come back when I miss you. 
big. This one's so big. <laughs> when you said this to me, I was like, oh my God, this is killer. Absolutely love this one. Thank you, man. Tell me a bit more about this one then, dude. Um, yeah, so again, it's the, the vocals are from the same sample. I can't remember where I got Loop Cloud, I think. It's, it's just some really random sample pack I found ages ago. Again, they're like 130 BPM, um, which is why you get that really cool contrast between the pitches and the stretches as well. Um, this one, to be honest, like I made an 808 and then I just wanted to see how many different ways I could saturate it. And um, every single bass line, the wobbles, everything is just from the same um, one 808 one shot that I made in Vital bounced it out and then just like stretched it manipulated distorted it just tried to make as many different sounding bases as I could out of it so it's just again it was just a fun tune um, that just yeah just let me play around like I wanted to make something with like that nice jungle break you know kind of vibe going on and I started with the drums and then obviously incorporated the bass and then the vocals just sat beautifully. It's like, oh, nice sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah again, it was very organic. Um, it flowed nicely, you know, there's no... This is the first one, wasn't it? This, this is uh, the first one that I made and I'm, I can remember making the drop and sending it to you and she's been really excited to finish it, which is always a good sign when you're making the tune, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, man, when, it, when I was listening to it and the first time I played it, the, the sort of 808 hits just before the drop like as soon as that happened I was like oh shit we're, we're in for a ride right now which is awesome so excited about it <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. I played it um, uh, at, in Derby called Marley's um, it's like a, a Jamaican cafe and they do nights there uh, my friend's got a night there and they've got like a big old like wall of dub sound system and you should hear their mate awaits on that thing mate. <laughs> the whole place is rattling it was insane <laughs> that's wicked man that's absolutely wicked yeah I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you play live next weekend right so um, yeah they're the two tunes uh, yeah 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 Saturday looking forward to it they are the two tunes that we're talking about just bring back some uh, backing music while we chat uh, just in case I didn't say it already which I think I did but anyway Friday 27th they'll be out and then Friday the 10th of February out everywhere on all different platforms so mm. nice one man that, that's going to be one hell of a way for Interstellar Audio to make itself known on the scene absolutely bust the doors in as, as we were hoping to do um, so huge thanks for that man absolutely killer so we talk about you then a little bit more now so um I'm going to hit you with some quick-fire questions. If you haven't got an answer, just pass and we'll move on. But then we'll do some more detailed stuff, right? Are you ready for this? Go for it. Game show yep. style. So what's um, your biggest influence from... Your biggest DMB influence? Who's your biggest DMB influence? Production-wise? Yeah, just in general. Production-wise? Hmm. Uh, Rockwell. Rockwell, yeah. by far. Nice. Nice. Left-field answer. I like that. Any particular reason? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like, when he first came about in the scene, he's just pushing the boat, and he has been ever since, you know. He's, he's not rigid with his style. Um, his drums are always absolutely on point. His mix downs are insane. And I still haven't heard a cleanest of bass line. Yeah, no, that's fair. And to be fair, then, I can see your, your inspiration a lot, because you're... You're quite wide-reaching in your production. Um, in case people don't know, uh, you know your back catalogue's quite 
got quite a lot of breadth to it, right? From the sort of more jungly up front tunes that we just played, a lot of minimal and a lot of liquid as well. So, you know, touching all corners of the scene there with what you do. So it makes sense that you would call out someone like Rockwell as your influence. <laughs> Good call. Uh, next next quick yeah, question. A, a lot of... Go on, mate. Sorry, I didn't mean to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, go on. Okay. I, I was just going to say I'm, I'm sitting on a lot of jump at the minute as well, but it's not uh, not seeing the light of day that. <laughs> oh, like proper proper in your face jump up with the lasers and the frog noises. Nice, nice. I'm excited yeah. to hear some doves. That would be cool. All right, cool. Next one, biggest non drum and bass influence. Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, Got to be Jay Diller, man. Oh, sound. Sound. Yeah, like a bit of hip-hop, yeah? <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. All right, yeah, keep going. We'll yeah. Keep going. Have you, got, have you got a party trick? Yeah, man. <sighs> um, <laughs> I don't know anymore, man. I'm getting a bit old now. Maybe back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine used to be like opening bottles with spoons and lighters and stuff, but that's not cool anymore, so I ain't got anything good. I, I, yeah, I see that. We used to have a samurai sword that we used to plop the end of the bottle off with. Nice. Savoring. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, have you got a random fact or a favourite film or TV show? Um, ooh, favourite TV show, The Wire. Got to be The Wire. Classic, yeah. Always rated, always rated. Um, and your favourite I'm going to go with favourite release of 2022 that's not yours it's a wide question, question. That, isn't it? it's a wide question I don't know yeah, yeah. I always struggle to answer it's, it's, that question as well one. Like, ooh. it's too yeah. many right yeah yeah honestly honestly yeah. <laughs> yeah last year was big yeah I couldn't answer that question when I got asked it either so so there we go, some quick fire questions out of the way. Know a little bit more about you and I as a person. Um, but specifically, let's talk music, right? So um, in a bit, I t- want to talk about how you specifically got into drum and bass, but you, I asked you to send me across some <laughs> tunes that kind of influenced you as an individual in the music world um, and your kind of growth through music or meant a lot to you and so on, and you sent me five tunes. So what I'm going to do is similar to what we did before play a little bit of them and we'll talk about them and what they mean to you so um just (laughs) give me a chance to do my really badly produced live show here and we'll get them going so i think this should work first up tune you sent me a track called fall in love by slum village and uh, we'll let this play and then talk about it one two Love 
in my music, it's like some sex shit. Niggas trying to grip up my mic like it's a dick. Run around the corner to pick up the new shit. That's just in the deck so niggas could catch red. I'm the motherfucker grip up the mic like it's a joke. Niggas fall in love with the music like it's a hole. Put down your mic, you lost your whole world. You take it too seriously like it's a gamble. Fuck this rap shit, I listen to classical. In the studio, new ass, usual. Love it, love my lyrical. Fuck bitches that you would know. I'm out of this. Cause you wanna be below Y'all niggas in love with the S oh. Y'all niggas in love with the S There you go Nice chilled out hip hop vibe To start things off with man Tell me about what that tune means to you um, Yeah so um, Like I uh, mentioned earlier Jay Dillow's probably Like The biggest in terms of like impacts of music to me um, and when I went when I met my wife she, she was also like a massive hip hop head and we really bonded over things like Jay Dilla MFD and things like that because you know coming from Derby you don't meet a lot of people who are into that kind of side of hip hop all I knew was like my friends that I grew up with who I grew up just and then obviously I met Helen and yeah um, you know we really bonded over this so this this instrumental the da, 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 um, Helen actually walked down the aisle to that at our wedding and um, we got nice. our friends to play on saxophone like it was incredible yeah it was so cool um, yeah so you know this this song it means a lot to me you know obviously it reminds me of that day it reminds me of like summertime it reminds me of getting to know Helen like when we first met stuff so the big one for me this tune really is Oh, it's a wicked tune, man, especially if it means that much as well. And fair play for finding someone who'd be able to play it on sax, no doubt, no doubt. Do you remember the first time you heard <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a random question, but do you happen to remember I the first actually, time you heard it? Yeah, I don't. No, no, it's just one of those tracks that just seems to have always been with me. Um, it's, you know, since like a teenager. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's just it's just always been around this track. <laughs> That's absolute banging tune, man. And if I'm honest, I hadn't heard it either before, so um, <laughs> I've, it's definitely got it in my playlist. I really like it. So there you go. That was your first <laughs> tune that you sent in. The next one I'm going to play is called Benzy Box. It's by Danger Doom, MF Doom, Danger Mouse, and CeeLo Green. Here we go. Another hip-hop vibe. This one reminds me of Dead Prez, but let this play. Yeah, the bass line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is sort of similar instrument. His name's Doom. They wonder just who is he, but don't worry. Believe me, you'll get busy when it comes to poetry. He's got plenty. La, la, la. La, 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 la. Jump him in like jump rope. Double dutch, then turn on the mic with a thumb stroke, subtle touch, cuddle clutch. Is this thing on like the fling with Mrs. King Kong this spring gone? Sing a song of slap happy crappiness. He came to flow like it was strapped to his nappy chest. Surely I jest the best on a wireless mic, not an eye test. Yet I digress. But why stress? Try and remember when maybe bit the tender skinned babysitter Gwendolyn. The type to hit and run and go tell a friend. Word to El Moreto, Cucaracha, Exoskeleton. He know, flow like interstellar wind. Toe a rap gin by his toe into hell again. <clears throat> One, two, check, me too. Loose wreck, see through your gooseneck EQ. <laughs> 
another one another one with a wicked vibe there the flow on that's incredible as well man tell me more about this tune for you yeah dude's king man um yeah, yeah. again um <laughs> when i first met her um we went our, our first day we went out town and we had a few drinks now and we got talked about music um and she told me like you know this is one of her favorite albums um which i, I have bought I've not got it here, it's, but yeah, we bought it on record, so we've got like the, the um, oh, it's beautiful, I wish I could show you, but yeah, anyway, it's a very special one, so I was walking home with Helen, and she was telling me about it, and I, like I said, I didn't really know many people who kind of knew about Doom and stuff, so I was like, oh yeah, you're really into it, and then she started like rapping that jump within, like jump rope, she did like the best MF Doom <laughs> impression I'd ever heard, it was such a brilliant moment, so I've got it tattooed. Um, I don't know if you can see. Awesome, yeah, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Jumping in like jump rope. Like, after, that, after that moment, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, so at that point, I was like, wow, I love this woman. She's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a proper nice moment. <laughs> oh man that's so cool that's so cool for the benefit of anyone who's listening to this rather than watching this um Rucker showed me the tattoo on his arm and you can go and see that on a youtube video just a little plug for the fact that we put these on youtube now as well so uh, yeah check that one out cool banger of a tune man banger of a tune so um the next one i'm gonna move on to the next one second here if i can get this working here we go Okay. Next one, Acid Raindrops, People Under the Stars. Again, another one that I hadn't heard before. Continuing with the hip hop vibe. Start crossing intersections. We learning life's lessons while we blaze the cerebral lessons. A man was still a child, and I have so many questions. Struggle all my life to evade the misconceptions. To find a place to live between the negatives and positives. While trying to make money, slanging synonyms and homonyms. I went to Pop's house so I could visit moms and them. Cut to the mall, cop the brand new pair of Timberlands. Then dip down a one way, trying to screw up double K. And chill with my people on this bright and sunny day. My nigga Spliff was sipping packs. I'm slapping hands with gas. Okay, the shady spot so we can circulate the stress. Mary Jane invades my brain, now I can't complain I'm saying, what else is there to do besides relax? Let the problems in your mind become ancient artifacts Perhaps these raps can help you alleviate The things that's got you tripping, it watch me demonstrate First you ignore the nonsense and clear your conscience Let your pen touch the paper, write verbs and consonants As the words become a sentence, you start to feel indifferent The stress is out your mind, you feel like the weight was lifted Terrific, I'm glad we had this time to discuss I'm outro, call me if you wanna blaze one up When the stress burns my brain just like acid raindrops Mary Jane is the only thing Love that I let the music take over my soul body yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of some happy times. Not that I know the tune, but what the, the what the lyrics are talking about there. See, like I know the hook and I know the sample from where it's from as well, but this like tune in full, I hadn't heard before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Rock at this as well for um, Incognito, which is a really good track, but this, this is my favourite. <laughs> so uh, I'm probably going out on a limb, but I'm guessing this one reminds you of some similar times when you were a bit younger to uh, what it reminds me of. Some happy days, some lazy days, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, 2000. 
summer of 2005, I think, is like what this this track brings me back to. Just carefree days with all my mates, you know, just a year out of school, still didn't know what we wanted to do, you know, it's just just good times, man. Good times, nice summer vibes, you know, spending a lot of time like together outdoors and in the peak district, yeah, man. Happy times. Yeah, see, actually, that makes me kind of jealous now because I didn't grow up here, but obviously, like, we moved here because of the Peak District being the Peak, well, not just for the Peak District, but also part of it. Spend so much time outdoors, um, love some of the things we've got on our doorstep around here, but yeah, if I'd have had that luxury in those days too, man, yeah, I'd have, I'd have been lost in time just watching the world go by, stood at the top of Kerber Edge or something like that. Yeah. Just, just enjoying the vibe, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it was cool, that's it. So before we used to drive up um drive up at night time, we used to camp out and then we'd go for like walks and stuff and it was just amazing. Cool place to grow up. Like we never really never really knew at the time, you know, you kinda hate where you grow up, don't you? Um, yeah. but looking back on it, you know, it was wicked. It was such a good time, such a good place to grow up. Yeah, man, definitely. There's there's so much around here. I've got high hopes for my kids. I'm I'm glad we uh took the plunge to move this way and, and make a family and um, to your kids benefit from it too right yeah man yeah. so uh, from here on out we move away from the hip hop scene and we get into some different styles of music so I'm excited to hear how your tastes change and, and what brings you to these kind of things right so uh, just dip this one down the next track is called Scram by Plump DJs uh, I'm try and Move it on a little bit to a bit where it builds up and kicks in. Here we go, yeah. So yeah, this one's a very different vibe. We'll let this run and then you can talk to me about it. be this one man yeah man <laughs> it's got like elements of like a slower version of some prodigy tunes I'm not trying to do it a disservice but it's got like yeah, a similar yeah, soundscape yeah. type thing yeah yeah especially that lead thing Build up. 
love that. It's like Chemical Brothers meets Prodigy, a little bit of that sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, tell me about this track, man. How did it make its way into your world? Um, so when I first started DJing, um, how old was I? 17, 18, I think it was. I still live in, how old was I? 17. Like the, the, the last time, last year I lived with my mum, I moved out when I was 17. So yeah, it was around that time. Um, my next door neighbour was a student house and there was always constantly new students, obviously, every year. This dude moved in, I think he was a junior doctor, and he was a DJ. Um, and it's summer, like, I had decks in the past, I just had some belt drives that I just played records on, I never really mixed or anything. So he had a pair of 1210s, and then I, I, I went round, and he was kind of showing me, and he was in Breakbeat. And I was like, yeah, this, this is so cool. Because obviously I loved hip-hop, Breakbeat was kind of like, jump up, same sort of beat structure at 130 BPM, it was just like a logical thing for like, blow my mind and get into I like Garage as well which is you know a bit more of a like liquid great beat kind yeah, of thing yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean yeah I do yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah 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 so anyway anyway he, um, he he was showing me some of his records and, that, and it was there that I learned to mix and then he ended up selling me his 1210s um, and a load of records so that kind of brought on the love affair and this tune was one of the records that sold me and this one blew me away like the electricity sound and everything um, and when, when I turned 18 I started going to Stealth in Nottingham to a night called Spectrum which was like a legendary breakbeat night it was it was ridiculous they had all of the biggest artists in the scene um, Plump DJs played one night and I can remember hearing this for the first time on a Function 1 sound system and I was just like fucking hell my love affair with the snare drum was born that night the snare on this it's like it's just metallic it's like a sledgehammer yeah. it's amazing um, yeah and you know those electricity sounds and the big rumbling deep bass and stuff it was really opened my eyes to like how electronic music should sound on a big system you know um so yeah 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 this is this is a big a big one for me probably still my favorite breakbeat track to be fair it's uh yeah it's, it's definitely up there it's interesting because like we're a similar age and um i grew up just outside oxford and when we started going to nights like actually music nights you know there wasn't really a scene for breakbeat if i'm totally honest um there was lots of drum and bass, there was lots of jungle, and there was lots of hip-hop, but there wasn't any breakbeat, really. So, um, yeah, I feel like I missed out a little bit, because <laughs> I've not really heard too much of it. But yeah, it's a big tune, that. It's a big it, was, uh, it, was cool. it, it, it was a cool scene, to be fair, and it's a shame. To, I, I think it's kind of making a bit of a comeback lately, but um, it definitely died. Like The scene definitely you know, like Fidget House came out and that kind of took over. A lot of the breakbeat producers like moved on to that at times and it just kind of got left behind. Um, there's a big scene in Liverpool where my friend went to university and then Nottingham was amazing. Like I say, they had Spectrum, they had the Marcus Barber Ballroom where they used to put on massive breakbeat nights and stuff. It was it was cool. I, I feel very fortunate to have got to be part of that scene to be honest like I got a good three four years of that scene before everything kind of went more um drum and bass and like 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 say electro and fidget house and stuff so yeah man yeah it was a good scene I do miss it 
it's interesting if you do you make music like that ever um no not really no mm. yeah i wonder if it'd come sure. back or not <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know if there's a market for it or not like it'd be interesting to know if it would come back or not uh, anyway yeah, yeah it's a good yeah, tune yeah. it's a good tune it's a good tune um the next one in your list is a track called angels by vexed again different vibe um, this um, is go on. this is quite a long tune so you might have to skip in a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 here we go wild that bass line's wild love that it is man it really lives up to today as well it doesn't sound like it's like nearly 20 years old <laughs> <laughs> that's mad you really, know, really. <laughs> yeah it's got that like yeah, industrial sounding intro that's almost like you you could think for a second it's off a nine inch nails record or something like that and then that bass line comes in and yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. where's this come from? It's got like a swung beat to it. It's dope. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. What's the backstory for this one for you, mate? Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, you've got to bear in mind, like, when, when I first heard this, that wasn't really a thing. They were still kind of just experimenting with it, which is where this comes from. Um, we saw, we were at Stealth again and there was a guy called Cursor Minor playing who make... He, he used to produce like I think it's hard to explain like industrial house and like really off-key garage um, like kind of a lot of techno influence and stuff and he dropped this and me and my friend Goddard is downstairs currently um, we were just like what the fuck is this yeah. like I'd never heard anything like it like that LFO bass line just over the drums and stuff I was like oh my god so I just made a beeline for the booth and I was like dude what is this like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never heard anything <laughs> like it. So he <laughs> he told me anyway. Didn't come out for a long time after, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was mint. And around that time as well, um, we used to go to a place called Hard to Find Records in Birmingham, um, and they they had this like whole section again. You know, like I say, you know, subset wasn't really a thing. And we got these records, and it's like experimental garage. Um, we didn't know what what Stetton put the deck on whether it was, was it a 33 or 45, or 45? <laughs> so we were playing dead 
say, yeah, yeah. And then we played a dead bass. I didn't really know. And it, it sounded amazing either way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it took us like six months until it came out. And then we're like, oh, right, okay, this is supposed to be at this tempo. So, yeah, yeah man, it was, it was such a fresh time. Um, and that was cool. That was a cool thing to live through as well, you know having that new genre emerge and just, you know, being at the forefront, like, oh my God, this is like brand new, you know, like, I, I don't really think that's happened since, really, has it? Yeah, not in Apart my experience. From, you know, no. just stuff like drill. Um, yeah, not like a whole new electronic, Yeah. Um, you know, a whole new electronic, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Because <laughs> there was almost so, yeah, like yeah, two... Yeah, this, this is a big one. There's like two routes into that scene, right? So, I mean from my experience anyway right people either came to it from from garage that went darker or from drum and bass that went slower and so like my route into dubstep was down like the kind of scream and rust ghost side of things because i was listening to drum and bass i was mixing drum and bass and then you'd get like these obscure flips that were like what's this this is completely different to the tune on the other side and it was that kind of like half-time drum pattern and you're like this doesn't mix with anything i've got but it sounds fucking fantastic what is this um and yeah so like i came into it from that side like summer scream stuff not his early stuff because obviously been doing it for a long time but by the time i got onto it like screamers in volume three and stuff like that you know the tunes are just wild absolutely love it um yeah it's just it's mad they were they were it's mad, right? Because I went to uh, I went to a festival thing last year, no, year before, twenty one, and um, basically hadn't heard dubstep in a really long time. And then just randomly, in the middle of all these drum and bass sets, was Sicaria Sound uh, duo, female duo, and they play some absolutely banging, like deep dubstep. And I stood at the back and I said to the girl I was with, um, "Yeah, I'd forgotten about dubstep being this good." But just like on loud, loud sound systems, big speakers, I was like, "This is good." Kind of reignited my love for that 140 sound. So um, I'm glad that happened. But yeah, I was going to say you can see, you can see in your music, in your like full spectrum of back catalogue music, you can see influences from all this stuff, like that industrial sound, the grittiness, the real deep, like wobbly LFO type basses. You know, all that sort of stuff speak comes through in your sound really good. There's one more tune in your list that you sent me, and I'll purposefully say this one to last because it stands out as being very different <laughs> from everything else that came before. Um, also, it's a tune that I relate to quite a lot. I'd probably put it on my list if I was asked this same thing as well. So uh, it's a tune that needs no introduction, really. Um, just going to let it play. <laughs> I'm just going to let it play. is of course toxicity by system of a down unmistakable sound when you sent this across to me you said that this tune taught you that something could be dark and beautiful and that kind of like triggered a core memory in me um yeah absolutely relate to that it's an absolute tune eating seeds is the best time 
So yeah, man, tell me about this one for you. Um, this is one of those tracks. I when I first heard it, it just it it stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> like I think it for me personally, this this track is as close to perfect as music can be. I think every single element of it is just nailed on the head. You know, it's it's just amazing, and every single sense of it, like from the vocals to the instrument to everything, the drum. Because I used to be a drummer. I don't know if you knew that. I, I didn't was, know that. No, I used yeah. To drum. Um, when I, yeah, yeah. So I taught myself when I was at school. Um, God bless my mum because I, I used to have this massive drum kit in the living room, and I just used to beat the fuck out of it. That's night. brilliant. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, so drums have like a big thing to me. Yeah, I always have been. Like, even in my production now, like, if I don't get the drums right, then the track gets scrapped. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just, just the drums in this alone, you know, they just kind of really blew my mind. All of the switch ups, like the intricacy, everything. And yeah, just the, just everything about it, you know, from this. <laughs> this yeah, this the double time bit, yeah. And, and then his vocals, when they come back in here, so good <laughs> yeah it, is, it, it just it blew my mind mate <laughs> so good like I know Rick Rubin produced this right but the, the sort of combination Rick Rubin can only work with the ingredients he's got in the pot right he's a great chef but he needs the ingredients in the pot and these guys together, like the guitarist, the drummer, the singer, the bass, it just comes so well together. I remember the first time I saw like the video yeah. for this, and I was like, how many cymbals has that guy got? That's just nuts. I've never seen anything like it. Come on, <laughs> surely that's just a flex. And then you like watch, you listen to the track and watch the track, and you're like, oh, no, man, this guy's absolutely killing it. Like, 100% killing it. That's um, yeah, wicked <laughs> tune. It was tune. one of my daughters. When she was a, a, a baby, she, she used to love it, and um, yeah, she she was a big big sister of a damn fan. She was a popular. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, like new metal, I don't know. It's not fair to call that new metal, but new metal was massive for um, for me growing up. Uh, you know, so I kind of I was in that world before I was in anything electronic. Really, I kind of went from sort of hip hop to rap rock to. <laughs> You know, Rage Against the Machine, System of Down, Linkin Park, whatever you want to call it, Slipknot, all that sort of stuff. And then was kind of like this half hip hop head, half new metal type head. Because I was never really that that into like proper, what you'd call proper metal. I mean, I got a lot of respect for it, but um, I preferred the like faster type, rappy type lyrics. But System of Down, absolutely incredible. Um, you know, their track Aerials that's on that same record, which is a completely different vibe, like somber. It's, a, it's almost a metal ballad, isn't it? But so good so good so yeah they are the tunes that you sent me that mean something to you and I appreciate you sharing that with us and talking to us about the kind of history of how how they are for you but what's missing from that is of course how you then go from that kind of influence to 
the drum and bass. So, uh, you know, we've heard you talk about garage, we've heard you talk about breakbeat and um, other types of music. So tell me a bit about how you end up making drum and bass, DJing drum and bass and, and your sort of experience through the scene. Um, so, I mean, drum and bass has always been around. It's, it's, it's definitely music like I've always been around. Um, a friend of mine's older brother, he was a DJ when I was growing up. We played a lot of house garage and jungle. Um, he, he went to university in Manchester and he used to have a night there called We Are Nice People. He was like a really cool dude. And he's another one who was like a big influence to me for like DJing and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I've always been around it. But I think like the big turning point for me where I was like, well, this is, this is amazing is... Um, again, I was at uh, Hard to Find Records and they had this uh, old Renegade Hardware VA compilation album called Quantum Mechanics. And it's from like the back end of the 90s. It's, it was quite old, but my God, like if you listen to it now, I don't know if you've ever heard it. No, I haven't. The tracks heard. still sound absolutely fresh, like they were produced, you know, last week. The production on it was insane. And it, I think there was about eight, ten tracks on it. So I just used to just used to mix the whole vinyl back to back until I built my drum and bass collection. Um, so that was like my big segue into it. Um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there. I, I was always into more like rolling neuro kind of stuff, especially the like mid two thousands, you know, neuro sound stuff like Black Sun um, Empire and that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of like noisier as well, like, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of my friends are into Liquid. They were into more like the press side of stuff, um, more into like Exit Records, D Bridge, things like that. So eventually, you know, I kind of got more into that like more moody, deep, techie stuff up until about, I'd say 2012. And then I just stopped listening to drum and bass completely, just lost complete touch with the scene. And didn't pick it back up until I'd say 2019. So oh, I missed right. a massive chunk of the scene. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got back into it, I heard um, Poison Pipe Boo, and I was like, this is crazy. Because like, <laughs> it was just such a different track. You know, it had a bit of humor in it. And, uh, you know, I was like, cool, this is cool. And I liked how the drums have got a lot more stripped back. So obviously, everything back then was proper breaky. It was still yeah. a lot of sampling going on. Um, so you know, it was it was it was cool, kind of refreshing. But then I'd never heard foghorns before, so mm. but when I heard them, I was like, "This is crazy!" Like, you know, yeah. like basslines used to be moving, and then all of a sudden they're just big walls of sound. Which I, I yeah. loved at first, yeah, they obviously they got rinsed a bit, but like when I first fresh got back into the scene, it was it was cool. It was all refreshing, you know. Yeah, 100% um, when, when that stuff so is yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's great stuff. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> how, how'd you go? Uh, when did you start making DB then? If, did it, were you tr- producing in that time in between or did you just pick it pick it up in that sort of 2019 time? Um, so, uh, when did I, I started producing music in about. About 2010, um, again, my friend Goddard downstairs, he got um, a, a crap copy of Fruity Loops back in the day. And we thought it was just something you made a loop in. We didn't realise you could sequence the tracks. So we oh, used right. to make drum loops and we'd lo- load in, yeah, yeah, on like the little little sampler. Yeah. And then we'd load in a, 
a synth for a bass line and we just let that play for eight bars until yeah. we met this guy um <laughs> we met this guy called charlie fan club he used to produce electro he's probably still about i don't know he's, he's from derby he got quite big he was on like some mixed magazines and stuff he showed us and we were like fuck it out you can do this you can send yeah, and then me, like yeah. we started making um yeah we started making like uh breakbeat house uh hip-hop and drum and bass um and um I can remember I met Rockwell once. He came back to a friend's party after he played in Derby. And like I say, he was like my hero. And I was steaming. So I made a right dick out of myself, like <laughs> trying to pick his brain on how he made music and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a disaster, to be fair. Uh, we've <laughs> but, all done um, it, man. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we have, we have. <laughs> so um, I made it a bit, but I never really took it serious. It was just something we did for fun. And then my friend got an MPC and a microphone synth. So we started just making hip-hop on hardware i made a lot of beats and stuff and then like i say 2012 came i just gave it all up and uh, picked it back up in 2019 i think it was um where then and then i met um liam ominous um who's really good he became one of my best friends like through just meeting on the internet um so he kind of just you know kept me interested in it I guess because I probably would have just fizzled out again um, and then yeah yeah so I'm still I'm still here anyway <laughs> we've been making so much music though man like when you look at your back catalogue there's so much and to, to think that especially just in the DMB world like to think if all that's come from the last three years then that's amazing man fair play Thanks. I think lockdown helped a lot and a, a very patient wife. <laughs> yeah, fair dues, fair dues. Did you um did you get time off during lockdown or did, did you have to work it? Um, I was a student. Oh yeah, sound right, yeah, because so um that's a nice little segue there, because then um you took you told me the other day that you'd gone and done a degree as an as an adult student, which I think is wicked, and I said to you that um I bet there's a lot of people out there that don't know how doable that is. So um, if, it, if you're comfortable talking about it, I wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about A, like what made you decide to do that and B, what was your experience like as a, you know, as a sort of, as a dad, right? As a dad that goes and makes a decision like that. Um, yeah. yeah, so the reason is a bit wild to be fair. Um, I, I broke my collarbone because I cycled into a badger. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That's wicked. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> up. That's like a massive do- dose of fate. That it's like just. I was riding home because I used to ride the afternoons or night, and I was riding home through. I don't know if you know Drake Park um, yeah. between like Lundy and Spawn. Yeah. And um, I uh, I was coming over a railway bridge, and I just went straight into a badger, straight over my handlebars broke my collarbone and I was off work for ages um, and it's something I'd been toying with for a long time but um, Helen just said you know you want to do it just go for it so I was, I was a bit scared because obviously like I said I had kids and stuff but the, the funding is brilliant you get like dependent grants you get full um, you get full like allowance which is like 14k and then you get your grants and stuff it works out about 24 25,000 for the year so it's plenty to live off yeah. and obviously it's tax free um, 
and yeah, best thing I ever did. So I didn't I didn't really get any GCSEs, so I had to do my foundation degree, bachelor's, and then I stayed right through till master's. So I was there for five years in total, which was a, a slog, but it worked out well because uh, I had a young child and then I had another daughter who was born while I was there, so I could be, you know, I had a lot of time to spend time with them and stuff. So, you know, it worked out in many, many ways and it's led to a really good career, so... If anyone's thinking of doing it, just do it. <laughs> I just it's, get up and do it, go for it. And, uh... It's really good to hear that you sort of went right through from like foundation degree to um, to a master's. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'd, I'd be in the same boat. I'm sure a lot of people would be in the same boat. There's like, and maybe this isn't your experience and I'm just sort of generalising now, but there's like a lot of people that sort of in their teen years, like towards the end of school, creative people that feel like you know i'm going to be a creative so i'm just going to do like any old job and then i'll concentrate on my creative outlets and then you find yourself like 25 28 30 the creative thing hasn't sort of got to the point where it's paying your bills and also you kind of missed out on having like a career-minded situation so you're sort of still stuck in that kind of like entry-level situation and i'm not saying that was your experience but there's a lot of people that get stuck in that rut and then I think it, it's good to know that there are opportunities there to go and do different things. Like my experience was different but similar. Like I was working in kitchens and doing, um, like I started off washing pots and then learned to cook and tried to get that as far as I could get when, you know, creative stuff's not going anywhere. I'm not going to be Andy C. Uh, shit, I need to pay the bills. Um, and then I was fortunate, you know, I met some people that were willing to give me an opportunity with this transferable skills that I've got. And now I, I work in project management. So there are ways to, to make that jump if you're kind of at that stage and I think that, that adult student thing is a really powerful thing are you is it mech eng, mech, mechanical engineering that your master's is in uh, yeah, yeah yeah so it, yeah 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 so I did um, mechanical engineering like just pure mechanical engineering at, um, bachelor's and then I did an integrated master's so final year is just integrated into it which is a good way to do it because you get full undergrad funded and and uh, yeah, so I've got um, MNG, mechanical engineering. Uh, it's clever to know. Um, cause, uh, which, yeah, my... yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, buddy. I was going to say, um, my my wife, she no. she did masters, but she had to like fund that herself. So the, the, that's an extra point that you can do it integrated and, and sort of you're still covered with a little bit of help while you're doing it, right? That's good to know as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's difficult when you self-funding it. Um, a lot of the people who were on my bachelor's they went and they just did the MSc rather than the MNG and um, they only got enough to cover the course fees and then obviously they had to live and work and do their masters mm. which was a uh, you know it's, it's, it's no small feat is it it's, it's a difficult thing to do mm. yeah absolutely so is it working out for you right it's the right move I mean a lot of people say they've got a degree and they don't get to use it but you're you're working in a field where it's it's useful it's required and hopefully things are going the right direction for you right yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got, I've got, I've got a really good job in like the mechanical um, design industry, and because of my life experience and the fact that you know I did stay and do a masters, I went from graduate to lead engineer within like four months. Oh, so nice. I'm like, like <laughs> so I'm like an engineering manager now. Um, I've got a team of like twelve engineers in me, um, and yeah, just like I've, I had. I had like a career development interview and I just told them, you know, I want to keep going. So I'm getting mentored 
by the capability lead of the company and stuff. So yeah, you just got to hustle, aren't you? You, you just got to go for it and push. It, you know, that's it. I, I, think... I guess it looks a lot. Of it. Sorry, carry on, mate. Sorry. Right place, right. No, no. I was just saying that looks a lot to do with it. It's kind of right place, right time. You know, the company that took me on. Um, expanded and these positions came available so it fell into place really nice to be fair mm. yeah there's a lot about luck you know um it's always half the story i think i think it's true to say that people who find luck have put themselves in the right place not necessarily with, the, with that outcome in mind but in a way you do make your luck some things come just by pure chance and other things come by sort of opening the door and being you know opening the door to opportunity so Doing something like you yeah. did there, where you made that decision and went and put, you know, got yourself that degree and put yourself in that place, fair play, right? So, um, yeah, hopefully, I appreciate you sharing that story with us. And hopefully, if even one person out there who was feeling stuck thinks they're going to go and give something a go, then that's, that's great news, right? So, um, yeah, of course, of course. What about other hobbies, mate? What else do you do? I, I'm going to shout you out for a minute because I've seen that you have been on a mad fitness train. And you are absolutely smashing things, doing. And, and as a dad who's not happy with my own situation, but doesn't do anything about it, um, fair play, hats off, metaphorical hats off. Uh, looking great um, and smashing it, mate. So yeah, you, you've seen to fitness. What else you got going on outside of music and work? Um, um, I'm, well, I'm trying to get back into skateboarding. I used to skateboard when I was a kid. Nice. Um, and my daughter's shown interest in that so that's something I want to do in the summer with her but I went out a few times before the weather really plummeted and I could mm. still, still do a few bits still do my kickflips and stuff so still, still got it for an old Batman <laughs> if you can still get the board around then fair play man fair play even getting the board off the ground is, is, is a challenge these days for me so yeah um, yeah my son Theo he's nearly three he got a he got a little sort of penny board sized airwalk board for Christmas and he's absolutely loving just getting pulled along on it so interested to see where he takes that over the next few years but yeah good, yeah, for, man. good for skateboarding nice. man yeah um, sounds so I know you've got uh, you're playing Interface putting Nicky Black Market and a few others next Saturday it's going to be banging and I've seen a couple of previews of some of the mixes you're going to be sending so I'm looking forward to that you got any other uh, either events for yourself or artists that you want to shout out make some noise about before we wrap things up um, well events wise um, not really I think it's going to be quite a quiet year for me um, to be honest uh, concentrate on family and work and stuff um, I'm just going to put music on the back burner a little bit um, and yeah, so um, artist-wise, um, everybody at GZ Audio, so Guzzi's label, it was a subdivision, um, but obviously now he's, he's kind of gone on his own path, GZ, you know, those boys, every single one of them, we've got a group chat and they're, they're sending tracks to the chat and it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, I feel way out of my depth, like, with oh, really? the amount of talent of them boys, yeah, yeah, they're just ridiculous, um, Shaper, Beskar, Guzzi, Ominous, um, yeah, they're all fucking smashing it, honestly, like next level. Um, so yeah, yeah, them boys definitely. Off license records, gave me my first release. 
if it weren't for them, you know, I, I, again, I don't think I'd be as far along in my journey as I am right now. You know, them guys, so cool. Just a cool bunch of lads. Harrison is, is a legend. Like, so much time for that guy. You know, I've got to see him whenever I can. Um, yeah, um, obviously, Caroline, Lisa, you know, we've collabed so much over the time. Again, become one of my best mates. You know, I've, I've made a lot of really good friends for your music which is amazing um, yeah. and like my latest friend who actually lives around the corner from me in Oakwood uh, Stephen he used to be an accomplice back in the day um, you should check out their music they're really good we started a duo together called Round Mine um, which he came up with a name because he's always coming around to mine so I thought it was a nice, nice little name to call it um, yeah so me and him are uh, Slow progress. We've made one tune in like three, four months, but it's a good tune. You know, so it's a good I, think, tune, I don't yeah. think it matters. Time frame don't matter. As long as the music's good, like I don't think there's ever any rush, you know, to make it or put it out. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, man. It's about, it's like I always say, if it ain't fun, it ain't right. And it, and to be honest, like ninety percent of it, it just is if it's fun right it doesn't really matter where it ends up what the outcome is maybe like when you're younger and stuff and you're dri- driven to like have sort of awards or accolades maybe it's different but like nowadays a bit older it's about the process right it's about enjoying doing it enjoying the interactions with people enjoying the back and forth getting to know people like at least for me that's that's what i love about this world at the moment so um yeah you've been super sound as well mate so appreciate you, you kind of jumping into my life a little bit being totally open transparent responsive like big up yourself mate take that take that one to the bank you're a total legend man appreciate it <laughs> pleasure mate safe man well i have really enjoyed this chat man and i'm excited to see what people make of this conversation um there's one other thing to cover which is that of course uh, what's a podcast about drum and bass without a drum and bass mix and you did send in an absolutely wicked mix that I was uh, I was caught off guard by when I dropped it. It starts with Music Club by Chase and Status, which is one of my all-time favourite tunes, and I haven't heard it in a bloody long time, and I was like, yes. Um, so that can be found on the Interstellar Audio SoundCloud. It will be linked in the description for this as well. But um, is there anything you want to say about sort of how that mix came together or like when you chose the tunes, what you were sort of aiming for or anything like that? Was it just off the cuff or was, it, was there a bit of thought behind it? Um, yeah, it was just, just just a bit off the cuff, to be honest. Um, I was going to do a 100% production mix. There are a few of my tunes in that mix, but I always just kind of get bored mixing my own music, if I'm honest, because I know what's happening. I, I like to kind of just mix on the fly, you know. Yeah. Be surprised by the double, that kind of thing. And be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Exactly, yeah, yeah which is what yeah. I've been doing all day. I've been so hyped. I'm knackered now because I've been dancing around, shouting in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't know what my name is all afternoon like getting double you know seeing what works for next week and stuff so yeah yeah it was just one of those man I think I think it just it flowed quite nicely um, does, yeah. I tried to kind of build it up you know um, so hopefully I achieved that yeah yeah it's good it's really good uh, so that you can go and get that one on the SoundCloud of course don't forget um, Interstellar Audio 001 Ruckus you know better and wrong doing big shout out to anybody that's been supporting that pre-release and of course to anybody that does support that when it's out as well thank you very much bro um, right, well, I don't have much else left to say I've run out of things to say seeing as I'm a bit of a waffler that's quite surprising but uh, we covered everything on my show notes we didn't have any technical hitches and the recording's still going so hopefully we're in a position where we're good to go so um, 
big thanks to you big thanks to anyone that's listened and uh, yeah I guess peace out right unless there's anything else you want to cover no thanks for having me man and thanks for the opportunity to launch the label man that's uh, that's a wicked thing to be a part of oh man I'm, it's all my all the honours mine man just as soon as you were like yes I'm going to make two for this I was like sweet <laughs> this is what I want this is the kind of enthusiasm <laughs> I want so yeah man um, appreciate it I'll see you on Saturday night we'll talk about linking up um, but yeah for now I'll sign yeah, off man. from the recording Peace.